The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Rev. Jackie Fernandez. And this is Rev. Jackie at Voices of Unity, and we are still in the midst of and continuing our theme for this month, which is healing. I think it's timely a timely topic for all of us. And we know that healing is just not about the physical body, but is also about the spirit and the mind and the heart. And today I am so thrilled to have as my guest, Sherry Jamison. Welcome to the show, Sherry. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Today we will be focusing on, I know this is one of your favorite topics, is wounds from religion. And not that you enjoy wounds that come from religious experience, <laughs> but that I know that your work is, is you are really dedicated and committed to helping people walk through the healing process from these kinds of wounds in particular. Absolutely. Okay. Well, some of you, you know, Sherry's been on my show before because you are, of course, a coworker at Unity World Headquarters and uh, in the outreach department. You are in the outreach department. And mm-hmm. so you've been on the show before, but you may be new to some of the listeners. So I'm just going to go ahead and give a brief introduction of you and then we'll hear more from you. So Sherry is an inspiring facilitator, a podcast host, and a classical singer. And if you've never heard her sing, hunt her, <laughs> hunt down her website and and take a listen because oh Sherry, you just have a wonderful voice. Thank you, classical singer dedicated to uplifting you and the consciousness of the world. Deemed as masterful at serving conscious evolution, Sherry uses her MA in spiritual psychology, which I didn't even know existed. So we're going to talk about that <laughs> to humanize educate and empower seekers to invest in their own personal spirituality with or without organized religion as a host of the podcast and online course make peace with your religious past sherry helps give voice to your spiritual journey explore your truth and grow your spiritual self-confidence welcome 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 thank you thank you so let's talk about your spiritual psychology degree yeah, I I went to school for spiritual psychology at the University of Santa Monica and studied under Drs. Ron and Mary Holnick. And this program has been around for 40 years now. And um, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Um, I was, I'm one of the rare people who went actually after my undergraduate when I was, you know, 22 to 24. And, um, and it was just a beautiful reframing of life. You know, there, it's an experiential program. And unfortunately, they're no longer offering master's degrees in it, but they do have a personal growth certificate program still available through uh, the University of Santa Monica. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm guessing what you mean by that is that probably it was more common for people to have been out in in the field doing their work and coming back to school for a spiritual psychology mm-hmm. degree. Yeah. It yeah, was a but- wide range of people from all age groups that, um, you know, were choosing to do this either as uh, a focus in their career, but also it, not necessarily just psychologists. Um, we had business owners and coaches and mothers, you know, anybody who wanted to improve their lives. This was an experiential program that could help to um, really focus in on personal growth tools that and using your life as grist for your personal growth work. And that's really um, the foundation from which I built the Make Peace with Your Religious Past online course. 
Okay, well, yeah, that makes absolute sense. And I've, I've heard of, you know, positive psychology, and it sounds, yeah, it makes sense, the kind of people you're describing that are pursuing that kind of course of study. And so it brought you to your divine idea, making peace with your religious <laughs> past. And you currently offer a course in that. And also you have a podcast, which I think is on hiatus right now. Is that correct? It is, yes. But um, all, but your your previous episodes are archived on your website. Is that right? Uh, they're available at just about every um, place you can listen to podcasts on Apple Podcasts, oh, sure. or Google okay. Podcasts, um, or if you want the direct um, link, it's makepeacepodcast.libsyn.com. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. So, so tell us about this. Make peace with your religious past. What what got you into this, you know, specific topic, and and where have you gone with it? Yeah. Um, well, it really was kind of a surprise to me. Um, I had grown up in. I grew up in a, in a tradition that's pretty uncommon, um, and. I was sort of jointly raised in New Thought and Self-Realization Fellowship, which has, it's sort of, in, in a nutshell, it's sort of like a blend of, of Christianity and Hinduism, founded by okay. Paramahansa Yogananda in 1920 mm -hmm. uh, here in the United States. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, full on <laughs> into Self-Realization Fellowship, and it was it was a really um, challenging time because at one, at a certain point I started like feeling like, like the teachings weren't fitting who I was anymore. And it, and it took me about six years of feeling stuck and struggling with, with that feeling. And also with, you know, my emerging spirituality, I would say now, um, before I, before I actively sought out healing and actively sought out, um, you know, putting my attention on this topic. And so the moment that I realized that, that SRF, um, and the community was no longer fitting who I was and who I was becoming, I was, I was heartbroken. Um, you know, I thought there was something sure. wrong with me. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I thought, sure. um, you know, it felt like my whole world was falling apart. Um, because I had, root seriously from the time I was 12, like built my entire world and personality around the tenets of self-realization fellowship. And, um, now I know this is something, this is an experience that, that a lot of people call deconstruction. It's a term, um, often used in, um, by former fundamentalist Christians. Um, right. but, but again, if it, it feels like your entire world is falling apart, um, like your, and really it's, it's a breakdown of your worldview. Um, some people feel disillusioned. Some people feel angry. I know I was confused. I was angry at God and at myself and I judged and doubted everything I had been taught. Um, so it, you know, different people react to this differently. Um, but I think it's a more common experience than, than a lot of people realize. And that's one of the things that I certainly um, got from the people that I interviewed on my podcast. And uh, my story is certainly mild <laughs> in comparison to what some other people have gone through. Um, however, it doesn't have to be like a, a, a deep, deep wound in order for it to have an effect on your life. And so, um, and so as I was going through this, I, I, I was in denial and it was, it was a source of shame for me. And so I didn't talk about it. I, I was very, very private about it. And I didn't even like let in um, my family and friends about what was happening, uh, which is very common as well. And I yeah. withdrew. I, I felt like I was withdrawing from my inner relationship with spirit too. And so I started feeling that spiritual disconnection. Um, and that, that, that lasted years. So finally, like I got sick and tired of feeling like that. You know, I wanted my spirituality to be a forefront of my life, regardless of what it was. And I, I had already gone through the master's degree in spiritual psychology from several years prior to this experience. And so 
I knew plenty of personal growth tools that I could use. Um, and, and I realized I just needed some structure to help me go through it. Um, so I set a really clear intention to focus, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to look at this straight on. I'm going to get the help I need. Um, and I knew that, that this was going to be life-changing. You know, and, and at the time, my intention was simply to, to come back to neutral. Like, I just didn't want to feel terrible about my spiritual life anymore. Um, so over the course of nine months, um, and I actually audited the second year of the USM program, the University of Santa Monica program, again, to support me with this. And that's how I went through it. And it's a, so over nine months, I approached this topic like a scientist. And I did tracking and I journaled every, every morning and I, I wrote down things that I could remember hearing about from every subject of my life. I did something called freeform writing, um, also called like writing and burning. And uh-huh. that's a technique to help clear upset um, and the unconscious. And then I did a massive amount of self-forgiveness, you know, and um, it really emerged that, that, that so many complex, it, it was like this ball of string that was all knotted up inside. And I was just starting to take a thread each and just unknot it. And so it, like things about my religious community, things about judgments about the leaders, judgments about God, and, and most of all judgments about myself. It was, it was really deeply judging myself. Yeah, that's quite a journey, you know, and there are a few things that really stand out for me. One, you said like to get the help I need. So you weren't like, oh, I have to figure this all out on my own. You did embark on a journey to really apply the tools that you you knew about and you gave yourself mm-hmm. space. But but I love that, you know, you didn't put that because I think there can be a tendency when when shame and guilt are wrapped up into it that for people to just isolate Absolutely. And and not really reach out. And and the other thing you said is that this is a very common experience and at many different levels. I mean, there's there's religious abuse mm-hmm. and, and then religious wounding at different levels and, you know, people who experience rejection by spiritual communities. And so and it sounds to me like you're not really. Um, pointing fingers at any specific yeah. religion or faith tradition or our spiritual practice. It's more about what the experience has been for the individual within that context. Absolutely. And and that's that's one of the reasons why I designed my online program um, to be self-paced and confidential um, and also universal, so that anybody who from any tradition or no faith tradition at all could take this program and get value out of it, um, because there there's just um, some really amazing universal personal growth tools that are empowering that help you explore, and then you can you know plug in whatever whatever that that answer is for you. So you're really customizing that journey because there are so many nuances. I mean, you were, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you're talking about the SRF is is a pretty positive absolutely, culture and, and group. I mean, I know some people who practice that and, and belong mm-hmm. and, and, and it sounds lovely. Um, so, you know, it's not like you're saying that it's, you know, you, it's not like you had maybe injury from that, but mm-hmm. Also, because your wounding isn't as, you know, terrible or tragic as someone else's, doesn't mean that it's not painful, right? Right, right, yes. And just to be clear, like, I feel completely at ease and peace with with the Self-Realization Fellowship teachings, with Yogananda. Like, this, that was the whole reason I embarked on it, because, like, what, to me, a lot of it is about relationships and and our relationship to God or any um, religious or spiritual figure or authority is an inner relationship. And the only way that we can heal that is inwardly yes. with ourselves, because it may not be a physical person in front of you. you know? Right, right. Um, so recognizing that the same, the same relationship tools and um, processes can be used to heal that inner relationship um, just as 
just as easily as an outer relationship. And, and also it can be, you, you have to understand that um, there is an outer component because all of our religious upbringing includes, probably includes our parents includes our, our church, um, you know, goers, fellow goers. <laughs> and, yeah. um, but, but most of all, I, I personally believe that your spirituality is so deeply personal to you that nobody outside of you can tell you what that is. It's something you have to discover for yourself. Yeah. And, and so sometimes these wounds can actually prevent, like, I won't say prevent you, but obscure what that is truly for you. And so um, one of the things I, I say is, is a goal uh, in, in my work and in, in this uh, online course is to help grow your spiritual self-confidence. So exploring what is true for you, regardless of what other people have said is truth. And, and then learning how to stand like confidently stand in your own power and authority of your experience uh, regardless of what anyone else says, does, or believe. And that's when, when somebody has that, they, they truly exude it. And it's, it's a confidence that allows you to believe what you believe without impinging or making other people wrong. And it gives other people the space and dignity to believe what they believe. And so it's truly beautiful and it, it opens up the door for interfaith conversations, for, um, you know, deeper courageous conversations and, and understanding. Absolutely. So it's not as though like, okay, so let's, let's heal from our own um, religious past and then force everyone else to agree with us. Right. That's <laughs> right. a really sovereignty for your own path but also for those around you and and for everyone to have that and I think you know I wonder I'm curious what you think about part is part of human development right part of our psychology and emotional development is Mm -hmm. you know in the same way you know in our teen years we we break away our identity from our parents and Mm -hmm. you know and individualize ourselves in the same way I think that happens um, spiritually, right? That we break away from sort of the theology of our childhood into a real ownership of that experience of what our spiritual experience, our experience of God or the divine or whatever we want to call it, um, and and have to take responsibility for it mm-hmm. and, and no longer just, you know, sort of being a sponge of, of taking in what someone else is teaching. Yes, I, th- I think that's absolutely available. Um, sometimes people don't ever get to that point in time, <laughs> right. um, but, but it is something that I think that this audience that listens to unity online radio absolutely, um, would, would welcome. And, 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 you know, again, it's sort of like with your family of origin, you know, at some point you have to stop blaming your parents, um, and, right. <laughs> and take take responsibility for for your own happiness yeah and what's well, that think- example of like you know of someone you know be it a parent or parent parental figure or any person like they said something to you you know and you're you and you carry that with you well they said at one time 20 30 40 50 years ago you've been saying it ever since mm-hmm. right that's the you know that's the kind of responsibility is like okay what am I doing with that information and and that memory and can I release that person from you know being frozen in time mm-hmm. and and can I release that wounding and that experience and and how can I you know step into healing from that and stop you know stop being the repeater you know of yeah. that pain absolutely and there's sort of an added um, weight perhaps to it when that quote unquote person is like Jesus Christ or yeah. God, yeah. you know, something Ultimate that has authority, been, right? something that's been deemed unquestionable in your mind. Um, yeah. and it, it's, but, but it, there's also so much, uh, available to us when we take that leap and we have courage to look at the messages we, we received when we were growing up and, and 
um, one of the processes I take people through in the course is, is doing some real research about the history of your religion, of the religion you were raised in. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That's good. Some, it's amazing some, how many people sort of profess to be a follower of or a practitioner of, you know, name the religion, but don't actually know much about it. Mm-hmm. That's and sometimes, sometimes having that objective approach, uh, or or maybe not even objective, but curious, um, this curiosity about, mm-hmm. hey, you know, let me really take a look at this, and and honestly, and sometimes that's that's the reason why people uh, get, you know, sparks off their deconstruction experience. Um, and sometimes it doesn't, but, or, or makes them try to hold firmer to what they believe. Um, right. So I, I, I think it, it really, you know, it's such an individual experience how people relate to deconstruction. And um, one of, one of the things that I've come to realize over the course of working with this topic and talking to so many people about it is that truly it, it really is a grief process. It follows mm, yeah. a lot of, the, you know, the same stages, <laughs> you know, where people are deny it and then they're angry and then they're sad and then, you know, and then they bargain right. and it makes um, so much sense. And, and it's, it's not linear, you know, it could be any of those things or all of those things. And, and sometimes just understanding that that's part of what you're going through, even though it's not a physical person who might've have passed on, it's still a loss because it's a loss of, of your worldview. It's a loss of maybe your spirit, your religious or spiritual community. It's a loss of something that that brought that may have brought you a lot of joy and comfort and peace in the past. Um, but maybe just doesn't fit anymore. And I don't think this, it's not something that people talk about openly about very often. Right. Of course. Again, I think that comes back to the shame, right. And guilt that we sort of, you know, and, and, you know, the other thing that you mentioned as part of your personal story is feeling that disconnect with spirit. And I think that's really common. I mean, I know I've experienced that in my life when I couldn't resolve, you know, how Christianity, um, taught about, um, the LGBT community and I couldn't resolve that. And so it was easier, not easy, but it was easier to just let go of my prayer practice of my reading of scripture, because I, I couldn't, I couldn't, um, uh, rectify, I couldn't reconcile. That's the word I'm looking Mm -hmm. for. I couldn't Mm -hmm. reconcile my experience of God with what was being taught. And so there was just this disconnect and it was easier to just stop because I I didn't know how to move forward. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it wasn't until I found unity, which I was not looking for a spiritual experience. I was looking for a job at just a part-time job. And I was, um, the AV director at unity of Kansas city North. And so it was my job to listen mm-hmm. <laughs> to services a week, you know, jokes on me. And, um, and I mean, just seeing the openness in that community and how, um, the ministers were handling scripture and, and the experience of the divine and having that freedom. I, I learned, a way forward. And, and for me, and, it, but again, it was that like, I had to take responsibility for myself. I couldn't blame any past teacher or pastor or minister. I couldn't, you know, it was, those were my choices to let go. And, um, you know, and, and that's where a healing came is when I, when I started to continue on my path and really work through, um, those beliefs and the theology. Uh-huh them and and what the experience is. And and it's something, honestly, that, you know, I still, because it's so embedded, you know, Mm -hmm. I still have to sometimes, um, just grapple with and, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not, still not easy, but certainly easier. And I've been Mm -hmm. able to let go of some of that, like you said, that, um, you know, guilt and shame and, and engage that process of self-forgiveness. Right. Yes. I've, and, and, Thank you for sharing that. Um, the, uh, one of the things that I, I have come face to face with uh, uh, time and again through my podcast are, is 
how much more affected by religious wounds the LGBTQIA plus community is. And I yeah. think it's important to acknowledge that. Um, yes. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot there, you know, and I love lot there. like that you title your podcast, make peace with your mm -hmm. religious past, you know, because it's not, there's, there's no blame in that process. It's like, what, what is happening within you in that relationship, whether it's past, present or future, mm -hmm. um, but finding a place of peace and, you know, it's a real gentle invitation. Absolutely. And I, I'll be honest, it's, it can be really hard work, deep work, um, you know, when yeah. you really delve into it. And some people Painful. choose, yeah, <laughs> I mean, some people, you know, depending on the, the um, intensity of their experience, like you mentioned, there, there is religious abuse out there. There, there are cults that have, you know, negative impact. And um, I'll share more about how help you get support with that perfect that music means it's time for the break so we'll take a break and be back with sherry jamison practical spirituality positive messages this is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Voices of Unity with Reverend Jackie Fernandez. And we are back with Sherry Jamison talking about healing from religious wounds, uh, making peace with your religious past. And we are going to set up a clip. We're going to listen to a short clip from one of Sherry's podcasts that really goes into a little more about the deconstruction process that Sherry's been talking with us about. Is there anything you'd like to say about it, Sherry, before we hear that? Yeah, um, this is from episode eight. Uh, with Shelly Johnson, and she's got her own podcast called Latter-day Lesbian. <laughs> and she, nice. she is an ex-Mormon, a mother of seven, and a gay woman, uh, also trying to figure out life. All right, Louie, let's roll that clip. For me, though, fear was my biggest enemy. Mm -hmm. I was so afraid to leave my husband because I wasn't college educated and I didn't know how I was going to support myself. And mm -hmm. the stigma of, of leaving a marriage with seven kids and then being gay. I mean, everything I did went against what I was taught was right. Mm -hmm. And the fear of the backlash from my family and my community was horrible. And so and I tell this to people now that are in my same position back that they're there now where I was. And they're mm -hmm. like, how did you do it? How did you get through? Yeah. And I say, when you finally either leave the church or leave your spouse or come out of the closet, whatever it is, it's like you're flicking over that first domino and then everything just goes and you can't control it. You can't control which domino falls, which direction it goes. And that's okay. That's on other people to decide how to react. You don't even have to worry about it. And once all the dominoes are down, you, all you did was flick the first one over by being honest and true to yourself and the rest that's on them. And I promise you it is, it's, I mean, it's, it's hellish. It's hard, mm -hmm. but on the other side, oh my gosh, it's so much better. The peace of mind, even on my worst days now, cause I do struggle with anxiety and depression. It's something that I always have, have struggled with on my worst days. I look back at myself a year and a half, two years ago, and I remember I, I, I get to be myself now. Even my worst day, I'm at least being myself. I can mm -hmm. choose for myself. I am making a choice every day who I want to be and how I want to live, and I didn't get to do that. So that wow. An incredible story uh, yeah. from, from Shelly, and a very courageous one. Absolutely. I, I found again and again just feeling so humbled when I would hold space for people to share their spiritual journeys with me. Um, and one of the things I share on my podcast for each episode is that, that I interview people with interesting religious backgrounds and spiritual journeys. And, and my guests share their authentic 
stories about their religion of origin, not to blame or complain, but to heal, learn, and support others who want to make peace with their religious past. And uh, the reason I chose this clip to share with everyone today is because I felt like Shelley's description of deconstruction and flicking over that first domino is the most, in my experience, accurate emotional description of what right. it feels of what it feels like and the and what the stakes feel like, but also what the what what people have to look forward to on the other side, on the other side of that decision, on the other side of the work, the inner work that you can do. Um, there is so much freedom and space and uh, ability to live your life the way that, that feels like you can breathe. And, and to me, that is, that is the greatest reward for doing this kind of work and, and saying, yes, I'm ready to do this kind of work. That it's big, you know, I mean, even just that, it's just such a good visual of knocking down the first domino and it all comes down and, and man, who wants to do that? Mm-hmm. But, you know, like she said, and like you're saying that on the other side of that is, you know, it's a, it's a coming to Jesus experience, but, but more <laughs> than that, it's like a, a coming to your own divine nature, your own experience mm-hmm. of spirituality, of spiritual practice, of God, of, you know, whatever that is that, yes. that we all are seeking, you know, the, the questions of ultimate reality, that what, that which is greater than us. And, and it's, you know, it's a, a profound life changing and, and more than that life fulfilling experience. Yeah. yeah. You know, I th- spirituality is, is is an entire area of life that um, to me has the opportunity to have great meaning and and self-care and self-love you know it's it's one of the things that we absolutely need to feel connected to um, whether you put a, a, a label on it or not or you just have your own personal set of values and live your life that way um, but finding what that is without um, the deluge of other people's opinions and the the institutions that have pressed upon what they feel is true uh, upon you, um, I think is truly, it can be a real rite of passage. And it yes. takes a lot of courage to say, and, and to, to be, number one, honest with yourself. And number two, give yourself the space and the opportunity to explore what that is for you. That's beautiful. And, and that is the right word, explore, right? The exploration, you're not expected to know the answer. And, and even as you start the journey, it's not necessarily going to soon be revealed. You know, you may, you may get a glimpse of, of the next, you know, iteration or the next step or the next, you know, part of the, the picture, but it, it's dynamic and it changes with us as we continue to, to embark on the journey yeah. and that's okay. So it's, you know, it's working with and in the unknown, um, in, in that very internal way. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why, you know, we, we say like, it can be scary. There's no, you know, it's not like a, you're not prescribing steps one, two, you know, one through 23, and, and you can't, you wouldn't, you know, and, and it very well, you know, it's a process that grows with us, you know, through our entire lives. I think, I know yeah. I experienced that. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, it's rare to, to find a way to do that, that isn't, isn't somebody trying to push an agenda. Um, and that's right. something that I was very careful about when crafting my program uh, because there are other programs out there that support people through this kind of healing of wounds and or through a, a you know a ther- a therapy process. Um, but but I wanted it to be completely inner faith, no faith, you know, whatever your your experience is now that you felt safe and um, and that the tools would work regardless of what where where you're coming from because it's more about where you're going and what you want right. and what that looks like for you. And, um, and that's, um, it's challenging. Cause I, um, 
you know, even I even struggle sometimes promoting this on on Unity because I'm like, well, I I don't want people to think that this is about promoting Unity as a spiritual path. Um, oh, you know, that's a great not. point. That is a great point. Yeah. So you're not saying, well, clearly you've been wounded by all of these other <laughs> faith experiences. You need to come to Unity, right? That's not what you're saying. It's no. it's again, you're leaving that sovereignty and that, um, you know, everyone's own path to them yeah yeah I want there to be celebrations when people discover what's right for them even if that's you know you know I I interviewed somebody on my podcast who's a heathen you know somebody who follows the north god the norse gods okay and uh, like thor and and I was so fascinated to hear his experience and and his discovery process. And and what was so incredible is that he said the same phrases I've heard over and over and over again. I felt like I was home. I felt that energy. I felt that resonance and, and just knew it was right for me. And it was a completely different path from anything I'd ever been exposed to before. And I was like, this is so fascinating. It's so great. And so there are... I think indicators of when something feels right for you. Um, and when you, when you do feel like you're, you're aligned with whatever spiritual path is presenting itself, but it doesn't have to look like that. Um, and I could, and, and I think an important point I want to get across is that there are so many different communities out there and so many options um, right. that Many of us, I think, were brought up thinking there's either there's only one way or that it has to look a certain way. And if it's not that, then you're then there'll be consequences, right? You know, right. Some, and you even know. even in the choice to to believe there's one way, but I'm not on board with it, mm-hmm. it still leaves you with a psychological break or yeah. not not break in, in terms of mm-hmm. like breakdown, but mm-hmm. uh, a disconnect between where you fit in your own spiritual world. You put yourself on the outside and it, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. So I have some words from Myrtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I'm letting us uh, letting guide us through this this theme this month and from how to let God help you and I, I found this that I think really illuminates what we're talking about and it's in the chapter called the Christ Spirit there really is no limit to spiritual unfoldment the spirit of truth within your own soul is giving you a right understanding of every experience that comes to you. And you are calling some of your inactive, unused soul powers into expression to meet the need. You are developing your soul, and this is the important thing. Mm. The more you exercise your powers, the stronger they grow. Isn't that beautiful? It's great. And, you know, in the Fillmore's, you know, they weren't even really trying to start a religion. They had teachings that they Mm -hmm. invited people from everywhere to come and and learn and take them back with them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I appreciate that that you call out that you don't have like you're not trying to get people on board with a specific agenda or belief system Mm -hmm. or anything that it's just a process. So let's talk about some of the tools that that you teach. Let's give something to the listeners to, to work. Absolutely. So, um, I'll, I'll highlight, uh, I'll highlight the various modules that I've created for, for the program. Um, and, and then talk about some of the, the exercises within them. And, and again, talking about them is very different from actually sitting down and taking the time to do them. So that's why I encourage people, you know, and you don't have to take this course, you, you can completely do this on your own, you know, and using whatever tools and tool right. set that, you know, work for you. Um, but sometimes, like, like I said, for me, I, I know that about myself that if I'm wanting to be successful in a particular intention or goal or, or creating a habit, I personally need structure. And so I, you know, really felt called to, to create a step-by-step process, um, to guide through, guide through this healing journey, um, exploring your truth and growing that spiritual self-confidence. Um, so the, the first module is, is really about being honest with yourself and, and telling your personal story, 
maybe for the first time. Um, because it starts there. You have to acknowledge what what has been in order to move past it or to call it um, complete. And um, Brene Brown talks about this a lot, how, you know, our, our past will, and, and especially if we feel shame around it, um, if we keep it quiet, if we don't express it somehow or another, then it will hold us hostage. And so, so this first, the first module is all about acknowledging your story, talking about the religious tradition in which you were raised, talking about, you know, when, when was the moment that you knew that a shift was taking place? You know, it, maybe it was something very, you knew early on from the time you were a kid and you're like, Hey, this doesn't make sense. I'm not going to believe this stuff or, or maybe something traumatic happened uh, maybe there's a death of a loved one, or there was a big experience that that impacted and shook your your faith, and and then what that was like for you, you know, what what was that deconstruction process like, you know, how how did you deal with it, and and also, um, you know, what were the good things too. That, that's one of the things I, al- I also make sure to in- incorporate throughout the course of the program is that, you know, just because you don't um, agree with a particular path or, or know that it's not the best fit for you now, it doesn't mean that it was, wasn't a fit for you then. Right. And, um, and that, that people grow and sometimes they outgrow the religious traditions in which they find themselves in. And even if it's a great one, or even if it's, their current one, you know, it's a continual process and and you don't have to, um, limit yourself. So anyway, um, so you first start off with telling your story and that's really, you know, basically what my podcast is all about. Um, and then explore in the second module, you explore messages from your religion of origin and, this was this was something that was really powerful for me. Um, I I recognize that you know, like everybody, we go through a conditioning process when we're kids, and we just absorb things and don't question anything. And so, well, and that's I mean, the important thing to keep in the conversation is that's true for the good, the bad, the ugly, right? Exactly. It's yeah. Across the board, so it doesn't yeah. mean that you know it's only the bad stuff. It's it's also the good stuff. We you just take it on, right? Like a sponge. Exactly. And so, really, you know, so you really explore what are the messages I received, you know, about God, about myself, about relationships, about marriage, about spirituality, about sexuality, about you know, the LGBTQ community, about black people, you know, there's so many different um, segments women, and so women. many messages we see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and what's possible. And so sometimes, sometimes just like laying it out and being like, what do I remember hearing? Because some of it will be conscious, but a lot of it will be unconscious and subconscious. Um, so that's that's uh, one approach that's in a module. And then uh, the third module focuses deeply on family dynamics. And that was, you know, part of what why I wanted to play the clip that I played with with Shelley, um, because she bec- she was part of this patriarchal, deeply Mormon family that had been Mormon for generations, generations upon generations. and and so, um, Sometimes just knowing that there are generational patterns in play that aren't always just personal to you sometimes helps sort of um, break up, you know, this feeling like, oh, this is something that's that only I experienced. I'm all alone. You know, it's it's something wrong yeah. with me. It's like, no, actually, you know, my mom went through the same thing or my grandpa broke off from this religion and, and it's just a, a generational pattern that's playing out in my life in a different way, maybe. Well, you know, that makes me think too. I mean, there are, you know, in this country, we have a lot of religious diversity, but there are uh, many other countries where there's like a national religion or a, mm-hmm. a vast majority religion. And so yeah. I could imagine too, that adds another component beyond family, mm-hmm. like, society you know all of my communities at work at school you know social clubs or you know whatever it 
it's it can be a huge break to to move away from that. Right. Um, and sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, figuring out what's what's your level of participation and how you want to navigate that. Right. Um, it, it doesn't always necessarily mean completely breaking off from it. In fact, yeah. you know, I encourage people to really, really explore what is right for them. Um, so, so we explore that, we explore, you know, how, how those beliefs and messages were passed along to you and, and how connected they were to your family of origin. Um, and, and so there's a lot of, there's some research, there's some, um, conversations potentially that can happen. Um, but sometimes it's, some people aren't ready for that yet. And I do encourage people, uh, if they're to be very mindful about inviting other people into your process as you're going through it, because it can, it can be very tenuous and you don't want to kick off some, a conversation that you're not ready for yet. Um, so I give a lot of um, recommendations about how, how to best move through this healing process and when to have conversations with like family and loved ones um, in a way that will hopefully provide the best results. Um, yeah. Well, because they're going to be like a an excitement of like, you know, guys, <laughs> you know, and like you, and it can really cause you know have a fallout, right? There can be yeah. a fallout and a lot of fear because when one person starts to change, even if it's a really positive change, it disrupts the system, it disrupts the status quo, and there can be so yeah. I think that such a a wise piece to have as 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 part of the process, the design of really thinking into that. Yeah. And unfortunately, that came from from uh, a bad experience. Was that personal? Personal <laughs> mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I've I've lost some close relationships, and um, it's very painful. And so, yeah. um, so so approaching it from a place not of fear, but of of mindfulness, I think is very important. And then um, module four of the program is a lot about exploring the history of your religious past and also the teachers, um, the main spiritual authorities uh, or religious authorities that are part of it. Because sometimes you don't really get a full picture of who somebody is um, as a person and whether it's in history or personally, you know, if they've got an image that they're trying to maintain or, or other people are propping them up. Um, so it, it's, it's an opportunity just to take a step back, be as objective as possible and, and just, you know, go to the library, go to the, you know, find reputable sources, uh, to, to do that research and, and really get a a baseline understanding of, of where these teachings came from. And that can be really enlightening. Um, and then the, the last segment, the, the last module is a lot about, like, what are you holding now? You know, now that you've done this work, now, there's a lot of journaling throughout the course of, of the program. Um, yeah. but, and, but part of it is, is a real exploration of, like, okay, if this were wildly successful and you had a clean slate when it came to your spirituality, where would you choose to go? What would – what what – ideas and beliefs would you choose to hold on to and form the baseline of your world right now? And then where do you want to grow from there? And then it gets into um, spiritual self-confidence and how do you want to relate to others in that way? Um, Because to me, the, the ultimate is not a full on like, I know this is the truth and nothing but the truth. You know, it's, it's about an openness. It's a confidence. It's a, um, assuredness from within that, that allows for other people to have their own opinions and space and experience at the same time that might be different than yours and that you're okay with that. And that takes a lot of maturity, (laughs) a lot of maturity. For sure. For uh, sure. Well, and we want, we want to be alike, you know, that, that can, even, even those who want to be completely unique still want to have a community, which is what that points to, right? If I'm similar to someone else, then we create community. And so it can be a, a process of, of letting go of that if, if we, um, 
you know, find ourselves not quite like someone else, but I appreciate what you're saying that it's, there's a gentleness again to it. Yeah. It does. It doesn't have to be a crisis that somebody else believes something yes. different. Than it can be. Say that again. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a crisis that somebody else believes something different from you. It can be I love it. a source of curiosity and, and ex- exploration and excitement and hearing like a fascination of other people's stories and how they, how they go through life. Um, and, and there's, that opens up a whole new world. It just puts a great reframe on it that um, makes it less scary. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be a crisis. Oh, that's big. You know, I, I love going to Catholic mass. You know, I love the ritual. I love the, you know, it, the familiarity, yep. you know, and it, and so it doesn't have to be a crisis, you know, even though, for a little bit, I would say a mini crisis, but you know, my family certainly had a response when I no longer identified as Catholic because in their context and mindset, that is the one universal church. And, you know, there was no like frame of reference of like, what does it even mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, my grandma called me one year in, um, at Easter to say happy Easter. And then her second sentence was, do you still celebrate Easter? You know, I mean, she just like realized, like, I don't even know who you are anymore. And, you know, and there's, um, you know, over time, of course, they've come to understand that we really aren't that different. (laughs) No. And and there does have to be reminding, you know, it's like when I talk to my mom or if I visit her, you know, we'll go to SRF services together. And I have no problem with that. I, I think still think it's beautiful. It's always going to be a core of who I am and and the foundation on which my entire world was built upon. Um, and it taught me so many amazing, incredible things, you know, discipline and connection with God and, and that ability to, um, uh, take responsibility for, for your spiritual growth. And, and it led me to who I've become. And so I think, you know, when you can get to the point where you can thank and really feel grateful and gratitude uh, for for that religious tradition, whatever it is, um, and also choose and stand firm and and what is what is true for you today, and that it doesn't have to, um, yeah, it doesn't have to look like the the old traditions. It can be something that you create for yourself, and that's what I want to encourage people to do. That's beautiful. Oh, and the music right on cue. I love that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sh- Sherry for sharing your work and the process uh, with us. It's been a really beautiful conversation. Thank you, and uh, feel free to visit religionoforigin.com for more information about the program. Awesome. Until next time, tune in and tune up in spirit. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.